This place, this place is sanctuary. You who are broken-hearted, who woke today with the winds of despair whistling through your mind, come in. You who are brave but wounded, limping through life, hurting with every step, come in. You who are fearful, who live with shadows hovering over your shoulders, come in. This place is sanctuary and it is for you. You who are filled with happiness, whose abundance overflows, come in. You who walk through your world with lightness and grace, who awoke this morning with strength and hope, you who have everything to give, come in. This place is your calling, a riverbank to channel the sweet waters of your life, the place where you are called by the world's needs. Here we offer in love. Here we receive in gratitude. Here we make a circle from the great gifts of breath, attention and purpose. Come in. Words by Kathleen McTeague, letting us know that there's a place for each of us here at Kensington Unitarians at Essex Church on this Sunday morning in autumn. Today's service theme asks the question, what's a church? One way of of describing a church is a gathering of people brought together by a yearning to explore life's great mysteries and the eternal questions of existence. And so I welcome you here, whatever yearning brings you here this morning. And I extend that welcome to all people who may listen to this service as a podcast at a later date, sitting at home perhaps, or on a train, in India, York, Manchester, Wakefield, just some of the places where Kensington Unitarians and our message of acceptance and encouragement may reach acceptance for who you are right now just as you are and encouragement to be all that you might be a time for us to connect with that which we hold to be of ultimate worth the God of our hearts and our understanding. Spirit of truth and love, be with us now and bless our time together this day. (coughs) As we unite in this quiet place and time, drawing strength from human fellowship, renewing our faith, seeking communion with deep matters of the Spirit, Let us open ourselves to guidance other than our own. Let us offer up our struggles and confusions to a power greater than ourselves. So often we are caught up in the small but troubling matters of life. Let's help one another to rise above these concerns 
and to gain a picture, perhaps, of the part we play in the great drama of the universe itself. May we increase in wisdom through meditation and prayer, through acquaintance with ideas both old and new. May we grow in understanding through testing ideas other than our own. And may we deepen our love for all life through opening our hearts and sympathies to the hopes, dreams and fears of our neighbours and our friends. And in a brief moment of silence now, I invite you, each of us, to direct our thoughts and prayers to issues in our own lives or in the lives of those we love or in our wider world, issues for which we seek some easing, perhaps, some acceptance, some resolution, maybe. And may reverence and devotion to all that is good and true and beautiful enrich our worship this day and our living of all of our days. Amen. This reading is not for you because you are here in church. It's a lovely reading called Come Down Off the Ladder. And um, it speaks to the DIY enthusiast in all of us, the part of us that would rather have a lie-in on a Sunday morning, the, uh, the part of us that wants to get on with our hobbies or our plans. Come down off the ladder. Come down off the ladder and wash out that paintbrush. Shake the sand out of your shoes, get off your muddy knees and give the garden a morning off. Fold up the newspaper, turn off the coffee pot, close up your calendar already filled with dates and times and people and places that claim you. This church is ready for you to fill its rooms, to create its spirit, to generate its warmth, to kindle its light. This church is ready for you to make community to create beauty, to bend it towards justice, to serve its ideals. This church is ready for you to be here, honouring our past, invigorating our present and dreaming our future. This is our church. Together we create it, being here together, an act of creation. So thank you for your part in that. This is a reading by Douglas Taylor called The Blessings of Community. Alone in the world, I was beset with frustration and anger at the world around me. So much injustice and hatred, so little peace and freedom. I longed to make a difference. I struggled against powers and institutions but my actions seemed insignificant and my words were drowned out. Then I came into community, a religious community of hope 
and love. Here I found support and energy, vision and power, the authority of shared witness. And together, we changed the world. Alone in the world, I was beset by sorrow and hurt in my life. So much loss and emptiness, so little hope and understanding. I wept for the pain in my heart. I ached from the hardships I bore. But my tears brought little relief, and my burdens grew too heavy. Then I came into community, a religious community of hope and love. Here I found support and compassion, wisdom and grace, and the power of shared suffering. And together we made life sweeter. Alone in the world, I was beset by confusion and emptiness in my soul. So much busyness and pettiness, so little depth or connection. I shriveled inside for want of real spiritual bonds, and my soul cried out for meaning. Then I came into community, a religious community of hope and love. Here I found support and encouragement, depth and diversity, and the power of sharing the journey. And together, we saved my life. For all the varied reasons that have brought us out of loneliness and into community, we give thanks for the blessings we bestow on one another with our energy, compassion and prayer, we give thanks for the blessings we become to others in need, we give thanks and remember that we are not alone. There are just so many ways to sort us all out according to our likes and our dislikes. We could ask for a show of hands uh, for people who like Strictly Come Dancing or, or those who prefer the Great British Bake Off or prefer them both. Uh, we could find out how many of us regard autumn as our favourite season or maybe spring. But today I want to know if any of you share my secret love for corny messages found on the notice boards outside churches. I know the creators of the Simpsons cartoon are with me on this one because close observation of the cartoon over the years will have seen many quirky notices outside the first church of Springfield. And the one I put on today's order of service was quite restrained. And indeed, it's true here too. You can get free Wi-Fi here at Essex Church as well as in Springfield, and you can get it all the way through the service and not just during the sermons. Just ask for the password sometime. Just checking it out. Is everything all right with the sound? Is that all right? I can hear a sound to it, but 
Um, right, now, you better get, close your ears now uh, if you find yourselves cringing at the efforts churches make to gain the attentions of passers-by. But here are some of the notice that I, notices I've enjoyed over the years. Choose the bread of life or you are toast. <laughs> there are some questions that cannot be answered by Google. Down in the mouth, come in for a faith lift. Okay. <laughs> But a favourite that a friend remembers seeing on a childhood bus journey reads, CH, gap, CH, means nothing until you are in it. Mm, how satisfyingly corny is that? So when we ask the question, what's a church? One answer for some of us is going to be a place I come to, but maybe I feel a bit embarrassed about it. Because we live in a country where church-going is no longer part of our prevailing culture. To belong to a church and to attend a church regularly is rare here in Britain. So look around, everybody. Pat yourselves on the back, because you're not normal. None of us. (laughs) Not one of us is normal here this morning. It's not normal to come to church. Yet another way to define church is actually as an institution. Now, sociologists consider all human societies to demonstrate five social institutions, family, economy, government, religion, and education. These institutions govern societal norms. They're a society's way of doing things. From a sociologist's point of view, all societies will have structures within which life's big questions are asked and answered be that churches or mosques, temples, synagogues or shamanic systems of elders and soothsayers. And these institutions often interconnect with one another. Here in Britain we have a much studied interweaving of church and state. 26, I think it is, Church of England bishops sitting in the House of Lords, for example. We might ask why there is no Unitarian there sitting with them. We could also describe a church as an organisation, a gathering of people for specific purposes. And as such, a church can be formed anywhere. The early Christian communities, for example, had no defined buildings in which they met. They rather met in people's homes or in public or hidden spaces. But if you ask young children what is a church, they are much more likely to say that a church is a building, especially with a church with a spire pointing upwards. And I wonder if it is because of that childhood rhyme that I'm now going to ask you to remember. Remember the rhyme? Remember the movements? I can see some people are getting ready. Here is the church. Here is the steeple. Open the doors. And here's the people. We can have a further workshop on this later on. I myself had to search on YouTube for a demonstration of this rhyme. And then I found a really funny excerpt from um, an old comedy show called The Prince of Bel-Air, where the nursery teacher kept putting her fingers the wrong way. So if you put your fingers that way and do it again, uh, so she'd do it. So here's the church, here's the steeple, open the doors, and then, hey, where are all the people? (laughs) Oh, dear. It's easy to slip into thinking that a church is a building or a national organisation, but in truth, a church is made of people, and without people, a church will not exist. So a better version of that right might be, here is a building, 
on top there's a steeple, open the doors, the church is the people. And if we accept that a church is made of people, then it might help next to think of some of the ways that people relate with one another in life. And this bit is going to be a list of things that a church is not, at least according to me. A church is not a social club. People may find their lives, their social lives, enhanced by being part of a church. People who meet in a church may end up doing sociable things together. But if sociability becomes the main purpose for people to have a good time together, well, we probably then forget our key purpose, which is something else. We may also find ourselves dealing with problems that all social groups have. Problems of in-crowds and who's in them. Problems of feeling excluded. A busy social calendar may easily mask what is surely a church's key purpose to help people deepen and strengthen their relationship with what they hold to be divine, with spirit, with God, whatever name you choose. Deepen that relationship and then reach out into a world filled with people yearning for healing and wholeness. Because churches are places of healing, of that I am convinced. But we are not hospitals or therapy centres. Our world is filled with people who are wounded, physically, emotionally, spiritually. All of us are wounded in one way or another. And only we truly know the depths of those wounds. And our doors must be open to those who are in pain. Yet, we must be equally realistic about the difference we can make and our focus cannot be solely upon individuals' problems. Church perhaps can then remind us that we are tiny aspects of an immense universe. We are both highly significant and totally insignificant as individuals. A church is not a dating agency, although I know couples who have met each other in church and lived happily ever after. A church is not a retail opportunity, though here at Essex Church we will do our best to sell you a mug before you leave us on a Sunday morning. And for those of you listening from far afield to one of our podcasts, please don't feel left out at this point, as all our merchandise can be ordered online. Kensington Unitarians are rightly renowned for excellent music, but our services are not a concert. I'm a fabulous preacher, but this is not a lecture series. (laughs) Nor is this a one-hour fix that allows us to live thoughtlessly for the rest of the week. I can't remember who first made the point that going to church no more makes you a good human being than going to a garage makes you a car. (laughs) In, In next week's service, we're going to be considering church as offering a potentially radical alternative to our prevailing culture in British society. But today I want to take a more psychological route and suggest that church is a place where all the usual stuff of our lives will bubble to the surface if we stick around long enough. Just like all the other places where we get to interact with other people, in families and local neighbourhoods, in schools and places of work, in friendships and groups, in any gathering of people, we get to explore what it means to be human. The Unitarian Universalist theologian James Luther Adams said that church is a place where you get to practice what it means to be human. 
here, here in this community, in this gathering of people that constitutes our church of Kensington Unitarians, if you stick around long enough, you'll get to experience much of what makes up human existence. Emotions, well, what do you know? They go all over the place, just like emotions always do. We'll have to exercise our self-control at times. We'll need to put other people before ourselves occasionally. Our long-held and much-cherished truths will get challenged when we reveal them to others. Our toes will get trodden on from time to time, and we will feel let down, disappointed, bored, annoyed, add to the list as you will. And this place is sanctuary, as I read at the start of today's service. We work hard to make this a safe space. But it's a safe space, a sanctuary for everyone. And if we listen to other people carefully, well, we'll get to understand their realities. We'll sense the precious nature of their hopes and dreams, along with their vulnerabilities, their doubts and their fears. These are the blessings of community, a deep sharing, one with another. We might consider each other as a great resource to be explored and used for the good of all, just as we share our church building with many other groups, so we can share ourselves generously with one another, part of a liberal religious tradition that can hopefully empower us, strengthened by a pride in those who have gone before us, yet not weighed down unnecessarily by traditions no longer relevant in the 21st century. Here we are, a gathering of people, exploring what it means to be human. And I guess I would encourage us all to join in and to encourage others to join in, to participate in this strange thing called church, where we come to celebrate both the beauty and the absurdity of our world. I am really glad that you are in it. <laughs> Amen. <coughs> We're in this together, this thing called life. We walk its paths in company, one with another. This week, may we treasure each moment, know the value of each good deed, and discover greatness in small things, recognizing the light that shines in every one of us this day and all days. Amen. Go well and blessed be. <laughs>